armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Do you have any idea? Really, this is what you're doing? Do you have any idea? what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. Do you know what listeners like about our station? I like everything. It's always on my radio. We never stop the music, except for now, when I talk. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Considering the slate tonight, I cannot wait until tomorrow. My word. So many college basketball games. You got the NFL playoffs. Let's go. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Yeah, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio's Braves Country HD. We're here live on WQEE 99.1 FM and Braves Country HD, wherever you may stream. I've got Bobby on the way. Tones is on the way. They'll be here very shortly. We're going to be talking the NFL playoffs. We're going to be talking about the lines. We're going to be talking about some props. We're going to be talking about some injury reports that are coming out at this point. So we got a lot of stuff to go to get through here and a little time to do it. So let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, the, the first thing that you want to know about the Bengals, if you're thinking about taking the Bengals and the five and a half that it is right now, as I scroll down here on the screen to show you the line, Bengals still sitting there at five and a half. Um, the Bengals have ruled out already two of their offensive linemen, left tackle Jonah Williams and the right guard Alex Cap. So that's already a huge, huge issue going into tomorrow night's game, or excuse me, Sunday afternoon's game, Sunday evening. It starts at 3 o'clock. Other things going on, you still have two pretty big-name free agents out there on the MLB market. Trevor Bauer, which we know his checkered pass and why folks might be a little gun-shy to, to sign him. And then the other would be, of course, Jerkson Profar. Jerkson Profar, at this point, has really ended up, you know, at this point, you have to wonder who's going to end up with him. I think I read this off the other day to everyone that his AAV is being estimated at just under 15 a year. So 14, five, I don't think he's going to get that. I think he's going to end up signing a one year deal with someone and a prove it type of year. 
for those of y'all who aren't very familiar with him, Jerickson Profar is a very valuable asset. I'm a little surprised and relieved that we didn't see him get signed by the Mets. The Mets instead went out and signed Tony Pham at the beginning of this week, and so it looks like that that's where they're heading. Now, he is not an option for the Atlanta Braves. No, you know, do not even want to start that that uh, goofy rumor. But you do wonder where he's going to end up because he's a guy that can hit. When he's hot, he can hit for average. He can hit for power. He's got speed. He's a good defensive player. And you can also put him in a million different uh, situations. You can you, you can have him start. You can have him platoon. You can have him come off the bench in key situations. You can also move him in and out of the lineup as far as do you want him in the infield? Do you want him in the outfield? So Profar is a guy that I think is going to be a valuable piece. I just, for whatever reason, no one's signing up for him. And so that's an interesting, he played with uh, San Diego most recently. And when San Diego decided to move on from him, I really thought there was about five to 10 teams that may jump out there and want to grab him. But it doesn't look like that's the case. doesn't look like that's the case at all. It looks like he's sitting out there dying on the vine, so to speak, and waiting for someone to step up and say, I want this guy. And when you think of some of the teams who kind of need some, uh, some, some pop, some teams that uh, need some, some life into their offense, Jerks and Profar would be a home run for anyone that gets them but who's willing to step up. Now, one of the things that has been broken here just recently, didn't get a chance to put it on the screen, but that's okay. The, it looks like Luis Arraza, which for folks who aren't familiar with him, really good offensive second baseman. He is about to be traded from the Minnesota twins down to the Miami Marlins. The Marlins are, are moving Pablo Lopez which this has been rumored all off season that he was going to be moved somewhere. And it's interesting that that's the route that they go. You know, I think, I think if they would have traded him last off season, they would have gotten a lot bit more for Pablo Lopez. He ended up having kind of an up and down season last year. Well, before heading into last year, he was dominant. So the twins are willing to take the risk that he could put them over the top with the pitching and the twins of course, have have a plethora of bats, especially in the infield, especially after re-signing Carlos Correa, so he becomes expendable. So that's an interesting piece right there. And when you look at that, and you and you look at the fact that you still have Bauer out there, you still have Profar. There's still some moves to be made. We are sitting a little less than a month, just over three weeks away from the beginning of pitchers and catchers reporting. We are sitting about five to six weeks in that neighborhood, depending on your team, of the first spring training games. And we are just over two and a half, we'll say nine weeks away. I, I think I saw the number. So there's 67 days, I think, till opening day. So there's time to do things, but you also don't, if you're going to make a financial commitment to any of these guys, you don't really want to sign them at the end. You, you want to go ahead and get them into camp. 
you don't want them to be down in extended spring training and oh we got to wait for him to come back and and we'll be just constantly be staring at the calendar going okay well if we can get him back by this date if we can get him back by that date i think all fans of all teams have been through that again over and over and over again and you don't really want to have that happen so profar i'm expecting him to get signed very soon the trevor bauer thing is going to be interesting because i don't know i don't know who's actually going to make that move and i don't know who's willing to take the pr hit i've said before that i think he deserves a chance that i think his involvement with that with that young lady that a lot of stuff came out which it was one of those he said she said you're not really sure what happened he's definitely done his done his time he's been suspended for over a season so with that being said i do believe he deserves another chance the problem is depending on who who your team is whether it's the braves or whoever it's not the monetary because because your team is going to have to pay 720 720,000 Dodgers are footing the rest of the bill right at 22 million so the, it's not financial it's whether or not you're willing to take the PR hit the dis, the distraction in the clubhouse and of course does he still have it we haven't seen him in a while so the last time we saw him pitch competitively was in 2020 for a full season and he, he he was dynamic he won the shortened nl cy young that year granted it was only 60 games but he was dynamic braves faced bauer in the playoffs that year if you remember and he was a very tough customer. Atlanta ended up winning the game, but it was it was uh they they didn't get to Bauer. They had to eventually get get uh late hits in in run support at the end of the ball game. And he was phenomenal. But like all of us, he hasn't gotten any younger. And there's gonna be some hesitation out there. I just don't know where the hesitation is going to be per se, whether you're not their teams are going to go out there and want to go full bore all in and say, let's go. I think what you may end up with is a familiar territory wherever Bauer ends up. It may be someone may not even be a team, but it may be leadership on that team, whether it's in the clubhouse or in the front office that is familiar with Bauer and, and is willing to trust him because I think a lot of general managers would be gun shy to sign him up and it ends up being a disaster. And I know a lot of people are going to say AA and I'm with you. I'd, I'd be all for him getting another shot. I think what could be one of the things, one of the many things that could hold that back is if you're a general manager like Anthopolis, who's had his success, but he's also had his huge swings and misses like the Ozuna signing. Is he willing to bring in someone that he's a little sketchy on their on the leadership qualities, et cetera? So that's what we're going to be looking at heading into the uh, – I mean, we're right around the corner from spring training. I can't wait. And, of course, the, the World Baseball Classic gets played in, in, in just a handful of weeks as well. 
and you're you're coming at the end of the Dominicans and the 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 Dominican League, the Venezuelan League, the uh, I won't be able to rattle them all all off the top of my head. Uh, Dominican, Venezuelan, Mexico, and hand uh, just a few others. They're coming into their league, and they'll have the Caribbean Series going on very shortly. And then after that, they'll basically go straight into the World Baseball Classic. So we're looking at a lot of baseball that may not count on the scoreboard in your mind if you're a diehard just Major League Baseball fan. But there's going to be a lot of really good baseball coming up as well. And then, of course, you got the NFL playoffs. I have seen that in one book, the Jaguars, let me move this up. Let me see if I can get it here. The Jaguars have moved to what was a nine, nine and a, they are plus 10, plus 10 on the, on the book. So that's an interesting thing in itself right there, because you're talking about, there's gotta be some money coming in on the Jaguars at this point. I mean, excuse me on the, on the chiefs is anyone willing to come out and say, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and take them. And we've, we've got some news on some bets. We hit the, uh, the, the free agent number, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Bobby is on his way. We're going to talk some, some, uh, NFL playoffs and we're going to share the, uh, we, we only have an A and B bet tonight, but, uh, we, we'll share that here in a second. So keep it locked in here on Braves country HD, wherever you may stream and right here on 99.1 FM. The key will be back in a flash here on Braves country on a TGI Friday. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins, Little Bites... That's right, sweetie. Can you just give mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites. Here you go. Yes. Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. Hey, Braves fans. Thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training and two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today. Braves Country Baseball. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. 
Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. U.S. only valid through September 7th. Limitations apply. Your true friends are the people in your life that totally get your inside jokes, your unique style, most important, what you want to eat. Taco Bell knows that when you get together with your real friends, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but hey, it might as well be something that everybody can get into, like the taco and burrito cravings pack with four crunchy tacos and four beefy five-layer burritos. So even if you're all sitting around doing absolutely nothing, you know you'll still have a good time. It's Taco Bell's taco and burrito cravings pack. Get it for the friends that get it. You're listening to Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., 99.1 FM, The Key. For 40 years, no team was ever as bad as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their offense looked as if it were directed by the Marx Brothers. And on defense, they went down like paper soldiers in the wind. But the Steelers' sad story became ancient history when owner Art Rooney hired Chuck Knoll as head coach. Noel came from a winning background with Cleveland and recalled that the Browns used to make fun of the Steelers. Upon accepting Rooney's offer, Noel vowed no one will laugh at this team ever again. In just four years, Noel rebuilt the team, and in 1972, the Steelers made the playoffs for the first time. Armchair. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Welcome back. As we're waiting for Bobby to join, he'll be here in a second. Uh, probably, you know, getting his hair did. Uh, go ahead and get into some of these uh, picks that are up here. Um, the uh, the A pick today, of course, we get this from, from our friend. Um, that, that was on the show earlier this week. Our A pick today is VCU plus one and a half. He did take a couple of hits last night, so some people are a little gun shy to to take his advice. But he his a uh, his a uh, track record is proven. And then the B pick that we're going with is the teaser tonight. Eight point teaser. We'll take Dallas the jazz and the Knicks and where where it landed at was Dallas plus nine and a half jazz to win. And the Knicks plus 11. And that's a minus one ten payback on that. Here we go with Bobby and he is joining us now. Go ahead and take this off the screen, Bobby. And how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Um, are you ready for this NFL weekend? I am. I'm looking forward to it. It's an exciting weekend. We got some good matchups, some better than others, but uh, I'm looking forward to it overall. I like the backdrop you got there. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's new. Yeah, you you got all your teams here. You got uh, the Cardinals, the Preds, um, Trailblazers, that team that's uh, in big-time trouble down in Gainesville, and uh, <laughs> the Bay Rays. <laughs> that's good. You acknowledge some of them at least, I'll tell you. What is the back – what is the, the – uh, the picture backdrop is that MTSU Stadium. The background, no, it's actually the Predator Stadium here in Nashville. Oh, the pre- okay, yeah, okay. a little bit local now. Something close by basketball stadium. Nah. Um, so 
going into this weekend, and I find it interesting. I, I, want, I want to check a second book, by the way, while we're doing this, because I find it interesting that just a little while ago, so one book still has the Jaguars at plus nine. The other book, Bet US, which you can get the sign-up bonus with us, uh, is all the way up to 10. So that means that they must have taken a pretty hefty bet on the Chiefs, and that's why they've pushed it up to 10. That's the only thing that I can can I gather from that. So if you're, if you're like me and you look at all the books and play all the books, right now you want to go bet US plus 10 because you're getting a full point for free, and they're both minus 110 on the money line, or excuse me, on the uh, payback. Um, where are you leaning this weekend, Jags? Chiefs is, I mean, is that again? I'm so hesitant with this game, unless I'm going to tease it one way or the other. I'm so hesitant with this game to take the Jags at that number. But I can also, I can see a game where Kansas City struggles and struggles to get it going and they finally win, but they don't win by by the spread. What say you? I think the Chiefs are going to win this game and I think they do it by a touchdown. But with that being said, I have the Jaguars covering. Um, I don't think they're a pushover. I will say they're the worst team left in the AFC right now, but I still think they're competitive. I think they'll put up a good fight, um, but I think the Chiefs are too strong on offense. I think they'll win. Yeah, we don't care who wins. We care who's going <laughs> to spread. You That's- heard that. I, I I think Chiefs win by a touchdown, but but Jaguars, win. they cover. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So you you would be willing to put some hay on on uh, J- Jacksonville? Yes. That wouldn't make you nervous. You were you're you're, not you're not thinking, man, I could uh be looking up in the third quarter and it's uh, 33 to 15 and the and the Chiefs are still driving. I'm going, what have I done? Look, that's possible. That, that is a great possibility, but the Chiefs have also let a lot of teams back into games uh this year that they have no business being close with. The Broncos come to mind when I think of that. They let the Broncos hang a bunch of points on them just because they got out to a big lead. Um, so I think the Jaguars can easily cover. I mean, honestly, I think I'm staying away from this game straight up, but I will probably have have a teaser or two. And I, w- I honestly wouldn't su- be surprised to see me take a teaser both ways. Mm-hmm. Take because if if you do the teaser right now, now and you know, once it gets up to that that nine range, but I'm talking about back when it was down to eight and a half, it gets down to eight and a half or whatnot, and you take a six teaser. Well, then you're just talking about the Chiefs having to cover a field goal. Conversely, if if you do get it into that eight and a half nine range, and you take the six point teaser along with something else you may like, then the Jags are getting two touchdowns plus. That's mm-hmm. sweet out of that eight or nine points normally i'm all in normally i'm i'm ready to grab that dog but i'm a little concerned the way jacksonville came out in the first part of the game and did you see the comments by trevor lawrence talking about how loud the stadium was last saturday and it can't be any louder but yep. you don't know what arrowhead is about you think you do because you played at clemson and you played in random bowl games you have never played at Arrowhead in a playoff game. Yeah, Arrowhead, they currently have the decibel record for the highest, sta- or the, the loudest stadium in the NFL in one game. Um, I think they're going to break that this weekend. I think with Lawrence's comments, that's going to motivate those Chiefs fans to get out and get loud. I think they're going to 
that, that's going to have an effect on the game. Whether or not you know the Jaguars can cover because of that, that's left to be seen. But it'll have an impact on the game. I don't. I don't think. Um... I've seen a lot of pronosticators saying that that they like the the under because just the way an NFL playoff game tends to drag on, fifty two points is a lot, et cetera, et cetera. Double check and make sure that line hasn't moved. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I think I think that 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 over is gettable. One of the one of the teasers that I did play already, and I wish I would have waited till I'd seen the plus ten on, on Bet US, but I took Jacksonville and the over on a teaser because mm. 52 now, now it's at 53 on, on there. Um, 53 might be it. It's right there at the cusp where I, where I say, if I'm going with it, with a score, I can definitely see a 28, 24, 31, 24 type of game. So you're right there, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not sure if you're going to hit that that 53, but I definitely think on a tease, it's going to get past it. Yeah. The one thing that is interesting about this game that I looked up, um, Jacksonville's pressure rate is fifth in the National Football League this year. Kansas City's block rate is the best at 74.7. Mm-hmm. That's the game right there. If Josh Allen and company can get through the line and get some pressure, it is going to be a tough sledding for Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Only problem with that is Mahomes is, in my mind, without a doubt, the best improviser in the league. He does well against pressure, and I know that's weird. Most quarterbacks, when they have guys coming all in their face, you know, they they it's it tends to lead to mistakes. But with Mahomes, he 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 seems to thrive against it, and I I think that's going to happen on. I think they play Saturday, correct? Or the first Saturday yes. game. Yeah. Way to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know the other Saturday game. I know that's the Eagles Giants. I wasn't sure if I was mixing those ones up. Yes, it goes uh Jags KC mm-hmm. at four thirty, which will be here three to four thirty tomorrow here on Braves Country HD, getting you ready for the kickoff. And then you go you'll get Giants Eagles, and then Sunday the games don't kick off until three and six thirty. So they, they kind of they they do that every time because they're getting you ready for the exact same kickoffs the following week for the AFC and NFC championship game. And then of course the Super Bowl always kicks off at 6 30. So that's the reasoning why. So looking at that game, there's another line that I like a lot. It makes, it makes you want to take the take the Jags. First of all, the Jags are eight and five against the spread this year, right? Second of all, did you realize Doug Peterson, as an underdog in his career, is six and zero against the spread and five and one straight up? Mm. Mm. I'm surprised he hasn't. I'm surprised they haven't been an underdog more than that. That's a little bit surprising. Well, you got to make the playoffs and you got to be. The oh, is this specifically in playoff and games? The, and be an underdog. This is specifically in playoff games? Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Pay attention there, scholar. Uh, <laughs> that's a heck of a. 
I'm just giving you a hard time. That's a heck of a uh, education they're giving you there at MTS. Uh, hey, man. They're doing their best. From what I remember, my experience, they literally do just give you the education at MTSU. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, to me, that's – that's, and I know – I know that you can put that in a vacuum and compartmentalize and say, well, that's not a very, you know, whatever, this is a different year, but there's something to be said about a coach that covers. It mm. tells me that he's, he's, he's always undervalued. And if he's going to be undervalued anywhere, it's not going to be in Philadelphia. It's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. The betters are, are not going to believe in him. So you got to figure he was getting the benefit of the doubt from a lot of Northeast money. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. I didn't think about the Homer aspect of it, but uh, I think I think that trend is going to continue. I think he'll cover. I don't think he adds another win to that record. I, I can't see them beating the Chiefs unless they pull off a miracle. But uh, I do think they'll cover. I'll, I think they'll stay within ten, assuming the line stays there. Well, I think I think if you want it, you need to grab it now. If mm-hmm. if you find it at ten, I would probably what I would probably do. Now I will say this: what's interesting, the plus ten. On, on the site that I see, it's minus 125. That's not typical. Mm-hmm. The minus 10 is a plus 105. So they could just be doing that to try to get the suckers to jump up there and grab that. Mm-hmm. Typically, your lines are minus 110 across the board. And if you see it higher than the minus 110 or lower than the than the, than the 110, that means that, that they're trying to entice you to go a different route. So you did, so for instance, if I can pull this up here, the Giants uh, and Eagles, they, if you look at them, so, so you see here where this is minus 125 on the plus 10 and plus 10 on the 105. Mm-hmm. They're trying to entice you to take that but if you're willing to take that they're actually going to benefit you okay if you look down here the giants are getting seven and a half it's minus 110 minus seven and a half with the eagles it's minus 110 so that's that's across the board normal looking at the giants and eagles i've i've been on record all week long i think the giants are getting too many points what say you i'm with you I'm I'm against you actually. I think I'm sorry. I think the Eagles are gonna crush them. Um, oh really? I think the Eagles. I think their main objective needs to be to slow down Saquon. They have one of the best secondaries, if not the best in my mind, in football right now. I don't think they'll have trouble with Daniel Jones. I don't think he'll be giving them fits. But if they can stop Saquon, I think they're good to go. I think they'll run away with this one. I could see a two touchdown win for them. That's interesting because I I I more envision an old fashioned. NFC East rock fight where you're going to get, you know, you're going to get maybe four touchdowns, five touchdowns at the very most. You're going to get a bunch of field goal opportunities, and then you're going to get down the stretch and either a, it goes to overtime, which is obviously highly unlikely or B one of these teams is going to have to make a big stand at the end of the game. It's, you know, it'll probably be the giants and Daniel Jones having to prove that they can go the length of the field. I don't know. Nobody believes in Daniel Jones, and I get that. But this Giants team reminds me so much of previous Giants teams where no one gives the quarterback any credit like Eli. They're built on a good defense, 
and they've got a running back and a running game that can suffice. The Eagles have gotten gashed on the ground, and that's why I think it's going to be competitive. That's their one reason. I would almost buy your argument is this. Hertz has not looked like Hertz post-injury as opposed to pre-injury. I know it was just the one game. He struggled against the same Giants team with all their stars on the bench, and they had to have that win. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little concerned that he played that game. Then he took another week off, and now here we go. And if you've seen some of the practices, there there was one in particular – last night that they were highlighting where they were doing the roll drill onto the mat. And most of the guys just get the ball. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you, if you played football, people know what I'm talking about and you get the ball and you roll on the mat and you get back up and it's, it's just, we all, we all, we always called it the um, rumble drill and everyone was doing it. Normally Jalen hurts got there and just kind of, gently put himself down and gently rolled over typically rumbling off the mat and you're getting up and going rumbling off the mat and getting up and going and he it was almost like he he almost looked like uh someone my age getting down into into a lazy boy after their fourth beer and i'm like i don't know man i don't know i'm a little worried about putting money on if they're hitting on all cylinders the eagles are phenomenal but my mm-hmm. concern is are they hitting on all cylinders yeah, well, they'll need a healthy Jalen Hurts back. He's got to be a full go. There, there can't be any question about that. And I think the way they stop the Giants is if they sell out to stop the run. They have a great secondary to cover Daniel Jones. That, that won't be a problem in my mind. If they lose this game, though, it'll be because Saquon goes crazy and has, has multiple touchdowns, 200 yards, something ridiculous like that. But I think they'll sell out and stop the run. Daniel Jones, he, here, here's another fun fact. Daniel Jones, let me see if I can find it, has 708 yards rushing. Jalen Hurts, 760 yards rushing. Of course, combines for 1468, right? That is the most ever combined for starting quarterbacks heading into a playoff game. Wow. The New York Giants are 17 and 5 against the spread and 14 and 8 overall as a as a as a playoff dog since the super bowl era has began but with all that being said the fpi computers have an average win for philadelphia of about 9.9 i did find it interesting that the spread is lower and the fbi computers are expecting a 9.9 victory for philly only a 9.2 victory we're KC. And to me, that's, that's telling of a lot of things. One of the things to me that it tells is there's always, they, they always expect there's going to be money coming in on New York. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fair. I think I, I can justify the, the chiefs being projected to win by a slider mar- or by a lower margin than, uh, than the Eagles will. I think, the Jaguars have a better path in my mind to keep this game close. I don't think they'll win. Right, let me make that very clear. I don't give them much of a chance to win, but I could very well see the Eagles shutting down the run and pulling away with this one and not really having it close at all. If they weren't, if this wasn't a divisional game, I'd almost buy it. But after what mm-hmm. I saw, 
between Baltimore and Cincinnati this year? I don't know. That is a fair point. That's a fair point. I mean, if there's a game that should have been blown out on paper, it's that one. Mm-hmm. That or even you can make the case uh, the Bills and the Dolphins game a lot closer than anybody expected. That's that's a good way yeah, to look exactly. at it. The divisional rival aspect can change how games are played. Absolutely, and I was a little surprised that they went out and fired their defensive coordinator. <laughs> well, Trosh didn't have much to say that was good about uh, Boyer, and frankly, he kind of called it. He, he hit the nail uh, the. Yeah, the nail on the head. He went and he he said, um, I believe it was that Dolphins will send too much blitz and Josh Allen thrives against that. And you saw it several times where where the Dolphins sent like seven guys and they left man coverage back there to try and guard Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, all those guys. And Josh Allen, he burned them over the top. And that's exactly what happened. But it's not the defense that lost in the game. It was the offense. It isn't. It was all decisions by McDaniel. McDaniel several times went for it when he shouldn't have went for it. And you look at what was it three times that they set the bills up in on, on the, they set the, the, sorry, the Dolphins set Miami's offense up on the Bills side of the 50. Mm -hmm. You got to turn those into points. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that they don't have the most talented squad. The guy's got to get creative. And I thought he did a pretty good job. He, Mm -hmm. he kept, Skylar Thompson within punching's dif- distance of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And the Bills' defense has not been, you know, locked down like everyone expected them to be this year. Well, I think without the pressure that they generated with Von Miller, that's taken a big hit on the defense. I get that, but that's one player. And yeah. if you build your defense, if you build anything in football around one player other than the quarterback, it's a really weak design. Absolutely. Because injuries are going to happen in the National Football League. It just is. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised, but I always feel like that they have to blame somebody. Um, I was not surprised that, that the Vikings sent their defensive coordinator packing because that defense was a sieve. But I felt like yeah. the Dolphins actually had a decent – of course, you always wonder about this stuff. Is there infighting? Is there is there a power struggle? Mm-hmm. All in well, all, I think the Dolphins did incredible considering the fact they didn't have a consistent quarterback play the entire season. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. Yeah. And I guarantee you he is not going to be unemployed long. <laughs> hey. There's a lot of teams with, with coordinator spots open right now. So. He, he, he might end up in uh in Minnesota. I mean <laughs> maybe. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit the NFC playoffs. NFC spreads will be back in a flash here on The Key and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here on 99.1 FM. Well, don't mind me. I'm just here to install this smoke detector. Smoke detector? Does that detect any kind of smoke? Long live the king. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. 
That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. ACC football, covered like no other, here on the Armchair Quarterback. Against the Blitz, touchdown, Florida State. Rock Preston scores the touchdown. And now it's Bowden's decision. And he sends Maori onto the field right away. Danny Cannell is the holder. Maori turns it. This game is over. A 31-31 tie. A 31-31 tie. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Justin Ross, a freshman wide receiver, big, rangy, and Trevor Lawrence knows, throw it up against that single coverage, give him a chance to make a play on a 50-50 ball. If you're a fan of the ACC, pull up an armchair. You're home. It's the best in sports and entertainment, and get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Welcome back to Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., drive time on WQEE. No matter what technical data they've obtained, this station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. It's insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Welcome back! TGI Friday here on Braves Country. You got big plans on uh, the Friday night tilt there in the borough? Not too much going on tonight. No. Not a whole lot. You're not taking advantage of uh, Ill- illegal identification cards? I'm not saying that on air, man. That's... <laughs> have you uh, made it way? Have you made your way down to Dirty Gems before? Dirty Gems, no. Ah, so you so you <laughs> not really lived in in the borough. Okay, fair enough. Um, I wouldn't suggest you go with the sun being down. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> kind of a sketchy place, but it's a, it's a birthright if you, if you live in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I can tell you that. Um, that or the pub, which is right next door. Um, I can tell you some wild, wild stories there back in the day, but I digress. We get back into the NFL football. Um, so I was planning on doing AFC NFC, but instead we'll do, we, we, we kind of cleared out Saturday's game. So let's jump to mm-hmm. Sunday's games and Sunday's games get you going with 3 PM. I love the fact that. We don't have an early game on Sunday. I just, I love the fact that we do not have an early game on Sunday and we can, you you can sleep in a little bit. You can get some stuff done around the house. And I've already got a honey-do list that I've got to help take care of. And the plan is by 3 p.m., get me some, you know, some nachos or some wings or something and be in front of the TV to watch Buffalo versus Burrow. 
No love for the rest of the Bengals team. Bills versus Burrow. It's Bills versus it Burrow. <laughs> it's the city of Buffalo versus Joe Burrow. No, I, no. What? Well, I mean, may, maybe some Jamar Chase, but that all comes down to Joe Burrow. I'm not going to praise the offensive line. It's a mash unit, right? right. And it's going to be even worse. There, two starters tomorrow or on Sunday. Exactly. Hit that up at the top of the show. They're they're going to be missing their their right guard and their left tackle. But you know what? Burrow finds a way to win even without having an offensive line. I don't know how he does it. Mm-hmm. If they ever get that man an offensive line, it is going to be absolutely insane. That team will be tough to stop. Interesting note on that on uh, that matchup that uh, Jamar Chase has has had seven receptions or more in nine straight games. That is the fifth longest since the Super Bowl era. Mm. That's a little hard to believe, especially considering the fact that they've had such the woes on the offensive line. I mean, I didn't even realize that he had seven catches last week. I felt like every time Joe Burrow dropped back to pass, he he, he was setting up for trying to get in good punting position. Mm-hmm. So because they don't have Morris, uh, Morris, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, are you thinking of the Bengals tackle? No, 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 no. Um, I think his name is second. The the uh, defensive lineman that went from Denver to the Rams to the Bills. It's out. Von Miller. Von yeah. Miller. I don't know what Morris. I don't know. What, <laughs> I had a flash about the about the basketball game I was watching last <laughs> night. I couldn't believe that Maurice Morris has 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 been in, in the league so long that he's now got senior on his back. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him flash by and I was like, is that more? Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. He's playing with the, uh, with the nets. Mm. And, uh, I was, I was like, is, is that Morris? Is he still in the league? He, and he, and sure enough, it was him. I was like, my word, that dude. And I remember now that he changed his name to senior because he had a kid that was old enough to be able to see what was going on on screen and decided to go with senior as opposed to, because they named Obviously, his uh, son, uh, Junior. Um, Cincinnati's getting five and a half, and I think that number's too high. I'm not saying the Bills won't win the game, but this this game feels like, to me, could be the best game of the weekend, and this game feels like, to me, comes down to a field goal no matter how you look at it. I have the same thing here written down. I think it's going to come down to a field goal, and I think this is my most confident. I won't say my lock of the week. I don't want to spoil that, but it's my most confident. Um, Bet of the week. I really think Bengals are going to cover this one. Five and a half. And, and two teams that are, are very evenly matched. I know the Bengals are struggling on the offensive line right now. But overall, these two teams are arguably the two best in the AFC, even with the Chiefs. They're, you can make a case for that. Um, I think this game will be a lot closer than five and a half. I also think that if you want this number, you better grab it now because I don't think it's staying there. I yeah. think especially, especially – it happens every time more people are going to focus on tomorrow's games. And then depending on how they do, they're either going to take some money and roll it over, or they're going to chase their losses. Mm-hmm. Vegas knows they don't really care because the, the next good day is coming. Right. And you go out there and chase your losses. 
Bengals plus five and a half is going to be really, really tempting. Yeah. Right now, Dallas is sitting at plus four. And I mean, an, to me, an easy teaser. Now, I guess it really comes down to what your thoughts are on the Dallas game. But I do believe San Francisco is going to find a way to win that game. And I don't know if four points is enough. To me, yeah. it's an easy teaser would be take Cincinnati up to 11 and a half and take San Francisco with plus two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think the 49ers will win this one. Um, I think it's another close game. I know the 49ers defense is pretty daunting, but I, I think the Cowboys offense is strong enough. You saw it last week against the Bucs. Um, I think they can keep up. I don't think it'll be enough. I think the 49ers win, but I like that teaser. I think that I think it's a good call. San Francisco, Dallas, 46 and a half is the over. Um, it is the lowest over under of the entire weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And for good reason, because of the defenses. If these two defenses p- play well, that over is a little high. Yeah. Yeah. And Parsons, he said uh, there wasn't a team he'd rather play than the 49ers in this round. So he, uh, I, I could, you know, bite him later on, but he's ready to play. Um, I, I think the Cowboys defense could come out and put on a good show. I, I think the 49ers defense will hands down be the driving force for the 49ers winning. They're the best defense in the league in my mind, without a doubt. Um, I think that'll, you know, I think that's how it'll play out. Yeah, I don't see any other way for it to play out other than um, if I I don't think I would feel bad about teasing it down, getting the getting the line down to 40 and a half. But I really think the safer play would be to tease that tease that up, because mm-hmm. unless you see an offensive explosion by San Francisco in the second half, like they had versus Seattle, I, the 46 and a half to me, I mean, the take a look at. Um, the the prop bets in the NFL on these. And when you take a look at this on the Cowboys Niners in that game, see if they have it set yet. Some of them wait. So Dak Prescott's over under touchdown passes one and a half. That seems like easy money. Because I don't think they're going to get the ball going on the ground. So I think I, I think Dallas probably scores two touchdowns, probably three, maybe. They're both probably through the air. Hmm. I could see I could see them getting down in the red zone and punching it in with either Zeke or Pollard. But I think one and a half, it being that low, is also kind of telling of how they gauge this game could go. Um, they, the 49ers could, you know, hold the Cowboys for most of the game and not let them score much at all. So I think that could go over. Um, I, I think three touchdowns is reasonable as total for the Cowboys. It just depends on who they punch it in with. So if I were to tell you that I've tracked Ezekiel Elliott's last 40 carries, what number would you guess total yards he has? Total yards in 40 carries. One of the highest paid mm-hmm. running backs in the National Football League. I'm going to guess a not impressive 130. 70. Wow. 70. Wow. 70 on 40 carries? 71. 70 yards. That's not even two yards a carry. That's ridiculous. No. 
That's bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I was expecting a low number. I, I was expecting, you know, somewhere in the, the three yards of carry region. Never, I would never have guessed less than two yards of carry. That's unbelievable. 70. Hmm. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to beat the 49ers, it's probably not going to be on the ground. Yeah, especially not against that front seven. I think they're much better off putting Pollard in there and and trying to get him out, out in space. Oh, I agree, and I, I think Pollard should be the lead back without question. He's the better running back of the two. Well, they don't. They currently do not have the lines for the halftime, but I'm. But you can pretty much go ahead. Oh, never mind. Here it is. This side is set up a little different. What I was going to get at was that the over under for Dallas San Francisco is twenty three for the half. That's the one that I really like because I think that if there are if there is an offensive explosion, it's late. I think it's more likely that this is going to be an old-fashioned boxing match where they're going to be throwing jabs in the first and second round and barely laying anything, just trying to feel each other out. Mm-hmm. The Jags-Kansas City game, their over-under at the halftime is 26.5. That is a high number. You got to come out and hit the ground running. You're going to have to get what four touchdowns in the first two quarters to hit that number, right? Mm-hmm. There can't be some turnover deep into someone's territory. It's going to throw everything off. There can't be a muddled, you know, you go for it on fourth and two on the Jacksonville 32 and the Chiefs don't get it. That's going to throw mm-hmm. everything off. You can't have a, well, we're going to get, this going to be a field goal fest. We're going to kick field goals back and forth. You have to hit the ground running. I really like that 26 and a half mm. in the first half. Yeah, I'm with you. I, the only way that happens is if, if the Chiefs get out to an explosive start, which is possible. I mean, th- th- that's an offense that's capable of that, but I don't see the Jaguars scoring enough to get the over. And this number here that I'm highlighting, Philly and New York, 23 and a half. So they need three touchdowns and a field goal in the first half combined. you know the Giants are not going to come out winging it. They're they're going to come out there to try to control the clock, keep the keep the ball away from Jalen Hurts and company. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the overall overhitting. Mm-hmm. That first half under to me is very appealing. I'm with you on that. I like the under. And I would never touch the under on the Cincinnati-Buffalo game. Yeah. It's 24. I would never hit touch that in the first half because if those two come out slinging, then that number could be gone by the first quarter. Mm-hmm. But it's also a playoff game, and you just you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself <laughs> to watch and go right out the gate. I need touchdowns. I need them now. I need let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So I'm I'm steering clear of that. If I was going to go anything on an over on the on the Cincinnati game in uh, in the first half, it would be Cincinnati getting more than ten points in the first half. So I imagine that means a four point or Bills are the four point first half favorites. 
Bills are three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. Mm. I, I wouldn't take. I'd take the Bengals to cover the first half spread in that one. I don't know. And yeah, given that it's ten points, I'd probably go over too. I just. I don't know. I feel. I feel like that. When you when you look at these two teams and you look at first of all they just played each other recently and kind of got each other's best shots and of course then the game got stopped but but they saw how each one of them wanted to start the game mm-hmm. so they just saw that like a few weeks ago that's going to be fresh in their mind and obviously there's going to be counter punching and whatnot but I I kind of feel like. Uh, Cincinnati has a very good opportunity to go into the half with the lead. And we're talking 13, 14 points scored in, in the first half. That, that 10 is very, if, if I could get it down to nine and a half, I'd be all over it. The 10, you could lose the juice. All right, let's go and take a quick break. When we come back, Tones is going to join us. We're going to be talking the cool games of the week or not. And I'm, um, I'm throwing a hair into that one because they like to pick every game. And uh, we're also going to get our locks. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. Keep it locked in here on 99.1 FM. The key, WQEE. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon. And this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. Minnesota Vikings fired defensive coordinator Ed Donatell, an unsurprising decision after winning 13 games under first-year coach Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell, in a statement, quote, We will immediately begin our search to fill this critical role as we continue to build a championship standard for the Minnesota Vikings. Miami Dolphins fired defensive coordinator Josh Boyer after four seasons with the franchise, the last three as defensive coordinator. In addition to Boyer, the Dolphins also fired safeties coach Steve Gregory, outside linebackers coach Ty McKenzie, and assistant linebackers coach Steve Ferentz. Here are your lines for the NFL playoff weekend. 4.30 Saturday, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Chiefs are giving up nine over under 52 and a half. Jaguars plus 390 on the money line. Chiefs minus 550. Saturday night in Philadelphia. Giants plus seven and a half over under 48. G-Men plus 275 on the money line. Fly Eagles fly minus 350. Three o'clock Sunday. Bengals at Bills. Hooday is getting plus five and a half. Over under 49. Since he plus 205 on the money line, Bills Mafia minus 245. 6.30 Sunday evening, the Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco 49ers. Dallas getting four over under 46 and a half. Plus 170 on the money line is how about them Cowboys? The San Francisco Gold Rush minus 200. Games of interest in the NBA tonight. Warriors at the Cavs. Golden State is getting eight over under 224. Mavericks host the Heat. They're one and a half point dog. Numbers 218 and a half. The New York Knicks are at your Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta minus three over under 228. Memphis is at the Lakers. Grizzlies minus seven over under 243. That's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. The key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting. 
on youtube.com at Braves Country. Recently on Braves Country, we had Eddie, the jockey, making his college basketball predictions. Come to our attention that Eddie needs financial help. The Boomer and Geo Show has helped Eddie set up a GoFundMe page. Donate whatever you can. Every little bit helps at GoFund.me forward slash 535320CA. That's GoFund.me forward slash 535320CA. Please help out Eddie, an honorary armchair quarterback, here on Braves Country. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Hey, sports fans, The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. I mean, what now between me and you? Oh, that what now. I tell you what now between me and you. There is no me in you. Not no more. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of smacks. He's the All-American. Welcome back. Hour number two. Braves country. Here on 99.1 FM. And of course, we are... Simulcasting wherever you stream on Braves Country HD. Joining Bobby and I here on this football Friday, this TGI football Friday, is Mr. Tones Ariola. Tones, how the hell are you, sir? Good, gentlemen. Football Friday, always a pleasure. And uh, good football slate this weekend. Four good ones, so ready to talk about them. And if you want to sign up, the sign up bonus is right there in the chat. Just copy and paste the, uh, the, HTTPS and follow that, and uh, you'll uh, get a sign up bonus for uh, to, to sign up and uh, play on this weekend's games. And looking forward to another big weekend, and we're gonna do cool games, but there's gonna be a caveat because y'all are a little promiscuous with your cool game giveaways. You, you want to make every game a cool game, you're gonna try and tell me. That you know, if I let you, you'd let me. You tell me that the Grizzly and Lakers tonight is a cool game. So you can only pick two of the four games that we're going to talk about. Gee, two, only two of them can be cool, 
two of them, you might watch them, but it's not the end of the world if you don't see them. You're tying my hands. I have to. Because if not, somehow you would have seven cool games, even though there's only four. You can't break it into halves? Cool halves? No, no, no. Cool first half? No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, my word. <laughs> hey, nothing was cool about Monday night, so that, that wasn't a cool game. It, it probably didn't take nothing for the ladies to uh, uh, get you into bed, did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was a rough night. Rough night. But uh, we're here. <laughs> I'd have to. I could I could see you out working your magic on the on the uh, on the single scene and I don't think it would work out well. Yeah, um yeah, let's put it that way and let's First leave it at that. Rubbed your arm to get a a free beer, you'd just be handing her wallet, your keys, you know, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I will marry you now. Yes, let's go. Here you uh, are. All right. Cool game number 1. We'll we'll go in order. Jacksonville, Kansas City, 4.30 kickoff tomorrow. Is that a cool game? Remember, you only get two, so choose wisely. Bobby, I'll start with you. Unfortunately, since we have a quota here, it's not a cool game to me. Um, I, I This was one – if I had the choice, I'd have three cool games, but I'm limited to two, of as you said. Of course you would. Of course, yes. Five. Let's be this honest. one. This one's the odd one out, though. Unfortunately, um, I could see the Chiefs easily running away with this one. Uh, I also could see it being competitive, but with the Chiefs having a week of rest and some motivation with T. Law's comments, I think the Chiefs win this one pretty handily. All right, Tones, what say you? Oh boy, this is uh, where it gets tough. I'm actually going to throw this one in the category of a cool game, and it's a rare answer. Oh. For- Yep, I, I'm looking forward, in the chamber. I'm looking forward to this one. I, I think Jacksonville's been a fun team to watch, particularly of late. Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturdays throughout his college and high school and NFL career now. So that's something cool to watch. Doug Peterson is from Andy Reid's coaching tree. So I think if any coach could perhaps buckle down Andy Reid, it might be the type of a Doug Peterson. I think this game's closer than a lot of people think. That week off sometimes doesn't help teams. It hurts them, and I think that's the case here. Not saying Jacksonville wins, but I think it's a close one. Okay, it's absolutely not a cool game. If you live in the in Jacksonville, of course, we're into it. But the average Joe is not going to be into this because there's two, there's two big of – if you tell me I can only watch two games, there's too big of a risk that this game turns into an absolute slaughter especially when we saw what the first half of the Jacksonville Jaguars did against the Chargers. And if you get down 27 or nothing to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you're not coming back. You're not coming back. It's not even going to – they have to get out to a good start, and they have to get out to a great start. They cannot fumble and mumble their way around and look around and all shooks. Well, you know, that you, we'll, we'll get them next time. No, 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 no. Because you start the game off with a three and out – or an INT like they did. And by the time you get the ball back, somehow it's 21, nothing like that's just, that's the way it is in Arrowhead. So I have to kick this one in the trash. All right. Second one, giants and Eagles, eight o'clock, eight 15 on Saturday night. What say you tones? 
This one is not a cool game for me. I think that the Eagles are the superior team in this one. The Giants had a great week one game and a great week one postseason matchup, but Minnesota's defense is very, very underperforming. You've seen them let go of their defensive coordinator, and Kirk Cousins was making, well, Kirk Cousins-type plays out there. So I think as good as the Giants played, don't give them too much credit just yet. The Eagles' defense got a little healthier. They were able to rest up a little bit. Jalen Hurts, a little rest never hurts for him. I think their offense is going to be too much for the Giants to handle, and I could see this one being a double-digit game. And for that reason, I don't think it's a cool game. I think the Giants' Cinderella story ends here. Bobby. Yeah, as much as I'd like to say the Giants are advancing, this isn't a cool game. This is – I think the Eagles run away with this one. Like Tone said, I'm projecting a double-digit win for the Eagles. Um, I think all they got to do really in my mind is just stop safe one. If they can slow down the run game, which has been a problem for them, but if they can slow down the run game, I think they win this game pretty handily, and I think they'll do just that. So if you're asking me which games that I'm most interested in as a fan – it, they're both of them on Saturday. It's the Jaguars game, and I've been a Giants quasi-fan my whole life. It's a long story. I've got family in New York. But it's not a cool game if you're sitting out in, we'll say, if you're from the Atlanta area, if you're from Nashville, if you're from Los Angeles. You don't really care about this game because, you, first of all, it's too centralized, right? It's like both teams live right up the road from each other, so that's a problem. And then the other thing is what you what you kind of get at, got to is I don't think it's got the, the the capability of turning into a full full on blowout, but I could see them pulling away comfortably. So it's not a cool game to, but they are the two games that I am most looking forward to, just me personally. And that's how you define them. It's not whether or not you want to watch them. It's what does everybody want to watch? Can you walk into a sports bar and say, I'm turning off Bengals bills. I'm going to put on the, the Giants and Eagles, right? If they were all playing at once. No, they'd be like, what, what are you doing? So obviously that means the two Sunday games are the cool games, right? That kind of goes without saying. Yeah. Flip the script on that. Rank them. What's the best game? What's the game you're looking forward to the most on Sunday night, which would be this weekend? Bobby, what say you? At number one, and it's a pretty clear favorite for me amongst all the four games, I think Bengals-Bills is going to be the best one. I mentioned it earlier. I think there's a case that these two are the best teams in the AFC. Um, it should be a close game. It would be fortunate if this one turned into a blowout, but uh, I think it's going to be a close game, a back-and-forth one. I do have the Bills winning. This is, without a doubt, my number one game. Jones, what say you? Well, I don't even have Niners-Cowboys as a cool game, so I'm obviously going to put Bengals and Bills first. I think that game, for more reasons than the Monday night tragedy, is very intriguing to watch. We've seen this matchup before, and it's been great. Two of the greater young quarterbacks in the game. Uh, two interesting head coaches that a lot of people respect. Everybody loves the story and compassion of uh, the Hamlin thing and whatnot. So all the storylines, all the good feelings, the good offenses, Stefan Diggs, Chase, everything into this game is very exciting. And the balance that hangs at stake for the Bills too, right? I think that's intriguing a little bit because if they win, then you get the home, or the no home field advantage. So, so much going around this game. It's definitely number one for me. Okay, I'm going to let y'all know why you're both wrong. 
Um, <laughs> but it's not your fault. You didn't know because you were not. Oh, look at that. I ended up getting the wrong. All right. Let's see if I can actually get the, the clip that I'm looking for and see if we can get the, here we go. All right. So we're going to get this set up and I'm going to show you why this is the cool game of the weekend, but you had to, have, you've had to have lived it. Here we go. Y'all ready? Drum roll. That's the reason why it's the cool game of the weekend. So if you're old enough to remember, this is one of the greatest plays in the history, one of the greatest games in the history of the National Football League. The Dwight Clark catch in the back of the end zone. It was one of my first memories. I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to just be old enough to have watched this game. Um, I didn't know what I was talking about. I, I, I was a little kid and I was telling my grandfather, I thought San Francisco was going to win the Super Bowl. This is like, an, I don't know, midway through the season. This is like an improbable thing that the, the Niners did. The Niners were perennial losers going into this game, essentially. But they had a pretty good rivalry with the Cowboys already. In fact, there's a really good documentary on Cowboys versus Niners. I want to say ESPN made it, but I don't remember. But if you get a chance to ever watch it, I can't, I can't do it justice. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. But it's a phenomenal rivalry, stuff that I didn't know about. Even when I was watching this, things that happened in the 60s and 70s between these two franchises. These two franchises go way back. And this game looked like it was darn near over. And the Cowboys famously had a fumble that led to Joe Montana hitting Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. This game was so long ago, the field reporter for a brand new cable station called ESPN was Chris Berman himself. Wow. So he was on the field. I, I, I wish I could remember word for word what he said. I couldn't get a clear audio of it, or I would have played it today. Everyone that I found found crackled and whatnot. But basically, he's trying to report back to this new station uh, trying to give a report back to what was known uh, just, just become known as sports center. And there were fans jumping all over Berman and everything. And he's trying to keep it together. We're going to realize something too of this whole story. Chris Berman grew up a, a 49ers fan, right? So he's about to go wild, but he's got to stay focused because he's doing his job and let's go. And, it, and the place is just pandemonium. I love Berman. That's a great story. And Berman in the middle of it makes it that much better. So that's why this is my cool game. But I get that y'all weren't old enough to to see it. And I don't, well, I know Bobby wasn't, but I don't think Tones, I don't think you're quite old enough to grasp that it was also a huge rivalry in the very early 90s. I don't, I think you just would have missed it. Like, I think you technically would have been alive, but you know, you know, I was alive in when the Dolphins won the, won the Super Bowl in 73. But uh, just barely. I don't remember it, right? Right, correct. You're right. I don't remember the steel curtain of the 70s. I was around. I was walking around. I was doing about what my puppy does now, right? I was doing <laughs> that kind of stuff on the carpet. But, you know, <laughs> but as far as my memory of sports, of NFL, began about this time. That, that was the first Super Bowl that I watched that, that I could comprehend what was going on, right? 
that I okay, this is for the championship. I'd watched the, the the year before Super Bowl fifteen, but I didn't. You know, who knows how much of that game I even watched? I remember being on TV, and that's about it. But this was the beginning of it, and then you. It was also the real beginning of ESPN Sports Center, and this kind of stuff being plastered all over. And now they do it. I think they still do it, but now they do it all the time. But back then they had just started also doing the, uh, the Super Bowl, uh, marathons, right. Where they reshowed the 30 minute capsules. Mm. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I know those. Well, back then they were pretty easy to keep up with. There's only like 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I had, back then, I had all the scores memorized. My grandfather thought oh, this was great. I was like, well, just, you know, hold on. There's about to be about 40 more, and I'm not going to remember all those scores. But yeah. yeah. Um, that, to me, is the game of the weekend because of the – and the, if I'm going to rank it, honestly, it's got to be Cowboys-Niners 1. It's the reason why it's the Sunday night window. They they know it's going to get a huge audience with those two. Bills and Bengals might have the two best quarterbacks in it, but the but the two fan bases don't. You know, there's there's not that rivalry there. Yeah. If if you're going to rank it last, I mean, honest engine, it's the worst game as far as interest is going to be the uh, uh, Jaguars Chiefs game. But if you start the NFL playoff weekend. With the Jaguars upset, look out. Then all of a sudden, it all gets interesting, right? Because then all of a sudden, you've got a Jacksonville Jaguar fan base who's going to be locked into to, to Bills versus Bengals. And then Bills and Bengals fans are going to be like, dude, if we win, we're at home. We don't, you know, we, we get to host it. So that first game, though, it's not that interesting for a lot of people. You might, might want to at least check the score around the third quarter to see if it's interesting. Well, if you checked the, their score in the third quarter last week, it didn't look that great. So maybe the fourth quarter. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and hit our locks because I know Bobby's got a jam out of here. Bobby, what is your lock of the day? I'm saving the NFL games for uh, this weekend, the next show tomorrow. Tonight, I'm going to go with Grizzlies minus six and a half. Um, the Lakers are still down AD. They still they're missing some role players as well. And the Grizzlies have been great as of recent. Um, I, I think they win pretty comfortably. So I think six and a half is a is a good spread there. And Tones, what do you got? I'm going with the NBA players special here. I like Wendell Carter combined points, rebounds, and assists over 27 and a half. The Orlando Magic are at home tonight taking on the Pelicans. Valachunas defensively hasn't been in the top half of the league in anything this year. Wendell Carter has amassed that total number in four of his last five games. Only missing last game. I think he gets back on track this game. 27 and a half over points, rebounds, and assists combined. All right. Well, I put points and rebounds. I didn't hear the assists, so we'll duly noted, but you'll see the error on the screen. But anyways, um, and then, of course, my lock was the teaser that we gave out earlier. We got the um, – it is a three-team teaser in the NBA. Dallas getting nine and a half. Jazz getting plus .5, so basically Jazz to win. And the Knicks getting 11. And I like – a lot of those matches won't bore you with the details, but basically there's a, there's a back-to-back in there. There's an injury concern. 
And I think with Ricky Rubio not playing, that actually improves the Jazz's chance because they're going to have to play the starters a little more tonight. So, Bobby, what is your walk-off for the day? My walk-off, I know we have a great weekend of football ahead of us, but on Saturday night, along with the football, we have a double title fight header in the UFC. You see it, Tones. You got uh, Glover Chazera and Jamal Hill for the light heavyweight title, and you got Figueredo and Marino for the uh, the flyweight title. Two solid matchups. Not the most exciting divisions right now, but uh, two two title fights regardless. So it'll be a big weekend for sports. Here he goes again. <laughs> I got Tones with me, though. I know. The two of y'all, man. I'm surprised you don't, y'all didn't say, oh, that's the only cool game. <laughs> I should have picked that as a cool game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bobby, we'll see you tomorrow, and uh, we will be back in a flash here on Braves Country, taking you to the top of the hour. We still got a lot to get into in the betting world, the sports betting world, the National Football League, looking at some of the of the different options, over-unders, props, all that kind of stuff. We'll be back in a flash. Now, I'm not saying I've never driven drunk because I've drank so much in my life. Now, on the back of my driver's license, there's a list of organs I need. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to screwball peanut butter whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern sports and talk. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Whatever We Have in Stock Are Us, your one-stop place to shop for whatever we happen to have lying around at the time. You're listening to WQEE, home of Braves Country, weekdays. 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. What we are is young, exciting, hardworking, and going to improve. And as soon as they realize that those three guys are not coming through that door, the better this town will be for all of us. I wish we had 90 million under the salary cap. Wish we could buy the world. We can't. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. 
Alex Anthopoulos, the Braves general manager, could tell the Braves fan base one thing, it would be Brady Freeman ain't walking through that door, folks. Dansby Swanson ain't walking through that door, folks. Get on board with what we've got. Because I believe that they are pretty much done. I'm still holding out hope that there's still a minor move made, but I, I don't think that there's going to be, th- not during this uh, off season, but th- he's he's always wheeling and dealing. So I, I never say never and say it's a dead deal, but I've seen a lot of comments scrolling through all the different social medias. And some of them are just downright balloon animal nuts. I mean, you're like, what in the world are they talking about? There are people who are talking about ways for them to make trades to bring in huge salaries. And I'm not even gonna get in, I'm not even gonna get into the weeds with it, what what they're suggesting. But Tones, essentially what they're suggesting is just it's never gonna happen. And these are those type of fans that just think ever, once you win one championship, some fans get such a big head, you think you could acquire anybody and everybody. And that's just not how it works. Honestly, kudos to the Braves for keeping as many big names as around as they've been able to while adding on pieces here and there in the process. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, the, the Braves to me, the most logical thing you could do from a business standpoint would be to sign Trevor Bauer. But there's a part of me that just thinks that I don't think that's Anthopolis's style. The Cubs have already backed out. What's that? The Cubs have already said, we're not going to sign him. And you wonder, it almost feels like it's a black ball situation Mm -hmm. where everyone's just going to blackball him. And it's a gentleman's agreement not to sign him. And I don't even know if it's right. Like, you know, you know, if you, if you read all the details of what happened, man, there's a, there's a bunch of gaps in the stories that are being told. To me, there's been a lot worse in baseball that players have come back from as well. It's been a heck of a lot worse in football. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can name a couple off the top of your head. Greg Hardy, Kareem Hunt. You can name more as well. And not to mention the fact the punishment alone has been severe. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of money and a lot of baseball out of his window, and those are prime years you don't get back. He signed what a three-year deal for. I want to say it was around forty a year, mm-hmm. and he essentially lost two of the years. And he was pitching really, really good before this went down as well. Oh, he just won the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Top pitcher in the league, and that's the thing. You you can't – if you're a pitcher, too, and you've been off this long now at this point, he hasn't pitched since, what, 2021? He, it's going to be hard for him to regroup to begin with. So if you're a team, you almost want to sign him now, but at the same time, as you alluded to, it feels like a Ray Rice situation, although what Ray Rice did was a lot worse as it was yes. on camera. So Yes. It makes no sense. To what me. Cream Hunt did was a lot worse, and Cream Hunt's played several years afterwards. Greg Hardy and Greg Hardy got a chance in the UFC as well, uh, on top of another NFL chance. He got multi-sport opportunities. There's there's a litany of NFL. I mean, we, we could talk ourselves dry talking about the NFL 
situations that happen on a regular basis. So, so many of them don't don't even get publicized because there's so, too many to keep up with in the off season. I think I yeah, feel like well, if you don't know who they are, we're not going to just you know press it. Uh, same, same thing with the NBA. There's been a lot of NBA problems. There's been problems with with guys in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. Vander Kane had a whole ordeal, and he got signed. Like there's no no worry in the world. Well, let's move on. Let's go ahead and hit the uh, the the games of the weekend. And I I guess go ahead and start off with the. I guess we'll just go in order of the games that are heading our way. Jacksonville, Kansas City. Bobby and I talked about this earlier. And I'm really sketchy to take that game either way on the point spread, but I would probably tease it and then tease the over. So I would probably either A, take Kansas City, tease it un- to a field goal or less, depending on the line you get, and then and then give me the over. Because I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to put up 20 points. I don't think he's just going to absolutely get demolished. But if they score 20, there's a good chance that Mahomes and company get 30. and if you tease tease the line under, I'll pull the numbers up here in a second on the screen. Um, you're basically just trying to crack over 50 points. Yeah, I, I do like the Jaguars covering as well. I think that's a lot of points. I know the Chiefs offense is electric. They could put up points in a hurry, but nine, eight and a half, nine points hovering in that territory. That's just too much for a Jaguars defense that, you know, they've played pretty good ball all year. And then I think the over hits as well, personally. I think that with Mahomes and that offense and the way that Trevor Lawrence and the Jags put up points at the end of the season specifically and how little he turned, well, minus last week, he looked like Jameis Winston. But besides last week, how little he's turned the ball over, I think it bodes well for the over in this one as well. And then you go to Giants and, and Eagles, and that's sitting still sitting at seven and a half. And the over under is now forty eight. That over under is creeping higher and higher. I, you know, this is the one game that I like for the under more than any of the others. I feel like that that forty eight is a really high number because if the Giants are going to win, it's going to be a a slobber knocker of a of you know, not I'm not I'm not expecting low scoring, but twenty three twenty twenty four twenty one that type of a ball game. And if Philadelphia wins there's a good chance they win comfortably and it's because the giants offense can never get going. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with that. That's why one prop, bet I like on top of the Eagles and the under, I think the under is a great play. You alluded to that. I like the under and Daniel Jones passing yards as well. It's at 260 and a half right now. I see it hard for him to get to that number unless it's a lot of garbage time stats. 250 is that what you said 260 and a half is his over under passing yard do you have his rushing in front of you updated his rushing is let's see here 43 and a half i like the rushing i like the rushing a lot as well uh, more than the passing yeah absolutely i i think i think the um they don't want Daniel Jones, look, Daniel Jones does not have to go out and do what he did against the Vikings to win this game. Mm-hmm. He's got to move the ball. He's got to keep the ball away from Philadelphia. 
And between Barkley and Jones's running ability, not to mention, you know, there's going to be, you know, Dayball is going to get, get really creative with, you know, the jet sweep types of plays and the very, very short passing yards to just grind it out. This is an NFC battle. And I feel like, I feel like it's going to feel like one. It's going to be, I think, I think at least one of these teams has, has like a seven, eight minute drive. Yeah, Barkley's rush yard total is sitting at 65 over under. If you get two seven, eight-minute drives, you've just sucked an entire quarter out of the game. That's why I really like the under in this game. I agree with you, and I think you're absolutely 110% right. The Giants are going to look to milk that clock, milk that clock, milk that clock, time consume. That's why I like both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley over in rushes uh rushing yards that is Saquon at 65 Daniel Jones at 43 and a half I think in one half not saying they'll get the over but they could each come close to that if they play a good first half of football so here's a funny story since our friend came on to the uh the the show and our college basketball guru came onto the show. Well, it's even got my wife's attention. So she has actually opened up a betting book with uh Bovada. And, and if you want the sign up bonus, just go to our comments. It's, it's placed on the screen. Um, I can put it back up there, but anyways, now I'm in charge of letting her know what he's betting. <laughs> the middleman. Yeah. And so uh it's a, it'll be a fun ride now. He, now. he took it on the chin. Well, we all took it on the chin last night. He went 0 for 2. And that's not what you want. I almost only did the one the, the one and then I was like, "Well, he, he picked two. He went 3 or 4 that one day, so I went and do it." So, um that's uh that's kind of what's going. So I, I said to her last night, I said, did you ever think there would be a time that you would be watching and interested in college basketball? The game last night was Houston Christian tones. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, they were, they were broadcasting this from, from a shaky iPhone <laughs> at halftime. It did not go to halftime break. It did not go to the studio. It was on ESPN plus, but it didn't go to the studio. It just sat in the middle of the gym and you, all you could see is from the top of the key of both sides. And they were doing some kind of, you know, keep the kids entertained at the half type thing. There was maybe 150 people at this game. It wasn't a high school gym. It was like a, it was like a junior high gym. And it's, you know, dead silent in there on commercial breaks and everything. It just gives you one of those airy, creepy feelings. Sadly, I'm a little too accustomed to watching those type of games. But, man, it's something special if you haven't witnessed it yet. I recommend was, you check it out. It was the first time I'd seen it in college basketball because normally I don't get invested in a college basketball game like that. What I do is I just move on and – I I look for the for the ranked teams, the Power Five teams, but I have seen a lot of college baseball games like this. And so it, I, I consume a lot of college baseball and, and college softball from the plus, and you see this all the time. I mean, dude, I can't tell you how many games I've t I've gotten a hold of with the with the baseball and softball games 
where the one camera they have is sitting behind home plate and you can't, you can barely see through the chain link fence. And this was what it reminded me of. And I, and I said, so they were giving up three and they lost by like at home. They're on their home court, which I looked at, I, I told my wife last night, I said, I can't even, when, when, it, when it comes to these small teams, you can't even factor in home court because there's no home court advantage. They're, they might as well just be meeting up at the YMCA. They were giving up three and they lost by double digits. Mm. I'm sitting there with my dog. My, my wife had, her, had already left the room. She was doing her own thing at that point. I was like, I cannot believe I've invested my entire Thursday night watching Rutgers get ram handled by Michigan State. That was his other play. And then this game, just getting at, I mean, this, I mean, this team never had a fighting chance. Rutgers, at least at one point, was winning. Maybe he uh, accidentally submitted the wrong squad last week. Yeah. What did I do all day long? I kept check checking to see if he'd post another pick. <laughs> hey, I'm looking myself right now, so we'll see. It is what it is, but the uh, but the pick is up there. Uh, it's in the comments there. It's the A pick. The B pick was the teaser that I took. I would never put a teaser as a as a B pick. So yeah. just the A pick in the comments. That's the one. Going let's, after it right now. Let's ride. Um, real quick on the. Let's see, if, let me scroll that down there because it's easier to see this way. Looking at the Bengals, Bills, five and a half's the spread. Are you leaning Bengals? Give me the points, or do you think the Bills can actually put that away? Even though the Bengals' offensive line is all dinged up and banged up, I'm leaning the Bengals with the points in this one. I think that the Bills are not playing their best of football. Bengals have a lot of motivation to get back to that Super Bowl. Not saying the Bengals win this game, but I think five points is a little too rich for five and a half points, especially a little too rich for my blood in this one. I think this one's decided by a field goal one way or another. I, I can't agree more. I just, and I know when, if you, you know, at the end of the day, it's only a touchdown, mm-hmm. right? But wh- one of my favorite plays for the, for the Sunday games, if we're just talking point spreads would be, give me the Bengals and the Niners and give me a six point teaser. Correct. I like both of those completely. Because because then then I'm getting eleven and a half points with Joe Burrow, and I just need the Niners to win. And the Bills, uh, they looked terrible last week. They did. I you know I still think my heart of hearts is telling me that I'm a little concerned on how much focus they have with all the stuff that went on with Hamlin. That's and true. There's got to be a fatigue factor with that just mentally, right? There's got to mm-hmm. be. Brother in arms went down right there. You know, in the football season, that is your family right there. So they literally had a brother go through a scare. Yeah. training. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think most of America is probably pulling for Buffalo to get to the Super Bowl, unless, unless you're a Bengals fan this weekend or next weekend if you're a fan of whoever they play, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm a fan of who whoever's going to cover the spread. <laughs> That's what I'm a fan of. And I get it that they're at home. If they were on the road, I would give them no shot of winning. No yeah. shot. 
And I got the we, we do a couple of these playoff pools where we all get random playoff teams. I actually have the Chiefs in both of them. So for money purposes, I'm hope I got Chiefs and Jags in both of them. I'm hoping one of them could make moves. But as a fan, I'm hoping Buffalo at least beats Cincinnati this week. But I think Bengals cover with that being said. So I'm taking the Bengals spread. They're but I will say this, I'm taking this, the points. I'm not hitting the money line because plus 200 is not big enough for me. Mm-mm. I, I'm taking the points and not looking back. Giants plus 270, that's intriguing because if the Giants can keep it close, they can darn well win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Dallas's money line's high enough for me either. If I uh, had to pick a money line, I, I'd go- I, If I'm taking the Cowboys, I got to get the points. I got to get the points. If I'm taking money line, I'm going Giants and then Jacksonville in that order, I think. Absolutely. Let's take a really quick break. We'll be back in 90 seconds. We come back, we'll finish up our picks and take you to the top of the hour to Sports Map Radio. You're listening to 99.1 FM, the key, Braves Country HD, wherever you may spring. Wherever you may stream. Wow. Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Hey, is this a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. <gasps> what did you do? Wasn't well, it obvious? I spiked him with muscle relax and plus my ADHD medication. What? Check it out. A snow cone machine. A snow cone machine? Uh, you're saying it wrong. It's a snow cone machine. Wendy's only makes one kind of breakfast. Your new favorite one. How do we do it? With fresh cracked eggs, oven baked bacon, and flaky croissants. You know, the things your old breakfast wasn't doing. So toss that old news and its soggy eggs somewhere useful. And get to Wendy's. A sausage egg and Swiss croissant, bacon egg and Swiss croissant, and honey butter chicken biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only. Single item at regular price. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. The NFL playoffs are back. That means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Round Weekend Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern to kickoff at 4.30 Eastern. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's The Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back. <laughs> Tones of all the games this weekend. And I'm not saying who you think's got the best chance to win, underdog. But what's the best spread you like if you say, hey, considering what I might get paid back to win outright money line, what's the one you like the most? <sighs> For money line outright the most? <sighs> I'm going with I, the Giants, and I, I know I said earlier I think Philly would blow them out, but to me the most intriguing money line is the Giants because 
I think Jacksonville comes up just short, and I don't think Dallas wins, and then the other one's just not wild enough for me to consider. I agree. Uh, I'll tell you what would make me think about it is a so you get a Saturday night, Sunday afternoon parlay, give me the Giants and the Bengals on the money line. Mm. Then if you get half of it right, you can go head, hedge it back and take the Bills. Minus five and a half. That's not a bad idea at all. Or you just take the bills depending on where it's at. The bills money line might drop down at that point. Right now, I hate taking money line at two minus two forty. That's just terrible. Yeah, you can't do that. Let's want to parlay it. What's the Jaguars money line at right now at this given second? It's high. It's three eighty five, but it's also you also have to look at what are the odds, right? Right. right. I mean, obviously, the best payback is going to be the 385, but it's also most likely for you to just take your money and just, you know, once you just take it and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I'd stay away from that money line unless you already had the Chiefs in some sort of bet and you wanted to hedge, then maybe I'd consider. But other than that, pfft. chicken update. I've, I've now talked to five different, uh, folks in the north florida area that are supposed to be uh <laughs> supposed to be in charge of taking care of wildlife and everyone's passing the buck you may not be aware of this story tones but uh i've had some chicken issues here at the house mm. uh, past few days one pretty good sized one flew into our yard on monday mm-hmm. and then another one flew into our yard on tuesday had to chase it out both times because i'm concerned about my puppy getting into it with it right and mm-hmm. you don't know what they're carrying, right? Right. Um, and now I I noticed today that there's now roosters back there along with all my my next door neighbor swears that there's all kinds of stuff going on back there. Like I don't know if we've got like a <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's a chicken fighting ring or what's going on back there, but um tried to get the the authorities involved in one guy came out here to measure his fence. That's all he did. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him. I said, well, how do we get taken care of the fact that you just told me he doesn't have a, a permit? And he said, I kid you not. He looked me dead in the eye and said, well, I don't know for a fact that he's got the, the, uh, the animals back there as he's saying this, I said, are you hard of clucking? He goes, what? I said, can you not hear the clock? I mean, literally, there's all these chickens in the background. And every once in a while, there's a rich going. You don't know. You think that guy's playing a soundtrack back there? He's got some sort of ring going on. And I'd be careful. There was a story out of India where a couple days ago, two men running a cockfight in ring got killed by roosters with knives. So be careful back there, McGee. He got killed killed by a rooster with a knife. Like they put the they were doing the rooster I'm right now. <laughs> that story might have been reported. That story's not accurate. The, you know where they uh put they hide the blade in the rooster claw or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's You're like trying a to tell me that a rooster came up and jabbed someone with a knife. It, it's I, I've heard it over here once before as well. It's because they try and illegally supply these roosters. They're called cockfights, so their rooster beats the other rooster. So they put like blades and knives on him. But I guess it got loose and uh, yeah, killed two Indian men. Sadly, 
That's what the New York Post this was said. In the, this was in the country of India? Yeah, the Yahoo reported it and what the New York is the birds escaped and they already had them strapped to them and someone tried to corral them and they got jabbed. Correct. And one of them was the owner that, that a rooster picked it up and intently went over and jabbed someone. I was like, I don't know about that, man. I feel like someone committed murder is trying to point the finger at the chicken. <laughs> Unless it's the chicken. For What's me, man? man? Is that crazy bird? Is that that? I mean, See that lizard over there? He's he's got he's got a weird look in his eye too. Keep an eye on him. Oh man, that's too good. But ironically enough, I guess one of them was the owner. So yeah, try cheat, try and cheat, and you know it's. Uh, and once again, who knows if any of that's true? <laughs> They're just absolutely just pushing. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. I came home, and the rooster. Was was standing over the body with with a knife. I I'm just telling you what I saw. Really, you didn't it, kill your neighbor, then go out and buy a rooster and try to blame it on you. <laughs> all I'm saying is be careful back I'm there. Just saying, Scotland Yard might want to get involved in this. That's all I'm saying. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, this story is wild. If anyone has time, look it up on the New York Post or Yahoo. This is really wild. Um. The over-unders for, first of all, any prop bets jump out at you yet? I usually have to wait till the day of the game because some of these prop bets just do not get shared. Any prop bets jumping out at you? Yeah, usually I wait till day of game, but one I kind of liked, and I hit on a lot of touchdown scores last week. I hit on Marvin Jones scoring. I hit on a couple others as well. One a game, dang near, but... In, in the Jacksonville game, when I look at it, I, I kind of like uh, it, it doesn't pay a, a ton-ton, but I do like Evan Ingram getting a touchdown at any time touchdown score, and uh, he's been really good for Jacksonville this year, and I just see him getting behind the weak Kansas City linebacker score into the end zone. It's been hovering between times two and 250, so if you think Evan Ingram is a candidate to score tomorrow, I, I heavily like that one. Here's a oh man, I just missed, I lost. Give me one second. Here, okay. Here is an interesting one to score the first touchdown. Now, the only problem with this is you have to win the, the coin toss, right? Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne plus 665. Wow. Zay Jones plus 1200. Mm. If you're thinking, okay, Kansas City. The worst one's Kelsey plus four hundred. That's terrible odds to come back on. Uh, the one that I do kind of like because I believe Mercurial Hardman's out of this game too, right? Correct. How about Isaiah Pacheco at seven hundred? Mm-hmm. That's a very nice one to me. And he's our goal line guy now. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes to dance into the end zone. First touchdown score. 1,600. That's some hefty. You know what happened? They'll get get on the one-yard line. They'll they'll call a design run, and he'll just, instead, he'll flip it over to Kelsey. Yeah, definitely. Sky Moore will be sitting there all in the end zone. He'll just flip it over to him. (laughs) 
all by his lonesome. Anytime I'm, I take those bets, I take a quarterback. I want a guy who I know is going to get greedy. Correct. Absolutely. You want that. You need that in that sort of bet. You don't want a guy who's going to flick it 99% of the time. Yeah, I'll take the risk for Aaron Rodgers to do it because he wants to get in the end zone and do the discount double check. Yep, you know he wants to do that or that other one he did against Tampa last year, whatever the heck that was. Other ones. And now now this now these are safer bets anytime score. ETN's minus one twenty five, so I don't really like that one. McKinnon minus one twenty five. I don't really like that one because you're not getting very good odds back. And they have to score a touchdown. One of the more intriguing ones, and this is anytime touchdowns. They don't have to be the first. This could be garbage time. This could be any time in the game. Plus 400, Jermichael Hasty. They love running little, little uh, swing passes to him at the goal line. I like that. From the Kansas City side, <laughs> Rojo. A Rojo sighting on the board. Um, <laughs> the good old days. We went round and round about that. Was, was that last year or the year before? Rojo plus 350. There's no way I would take That's terrible odds. Yeah, I don't get why. He may he not would, even be on the field. No, he. I don't think he should be that good of odds. Go, go to that night game real quick. Um, well, actually, let's take it over to the to the highest scoring game of the weekend and most likely Bengals bills anytime touchdown oh my word they've even got players to score the last touchdown of the game no 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 no. i'm not wanting that i either want the first touchdown so i know i won or i lost or anytime touchdown all right this is one of the ones that I do like because they love using him down at the goal line. He's getting a plus three thirty, Samaje Perrine. Mm. I like that one. I like that a lot. A little different bet I like in that game. Add Oliver over half a sack plus two eighty. I hit this last week. I think I'm going to do it again this week. Dawson Knox is getting plus 175 anytime touchdown. He scored the first touchdown of the game last week. And he's played with a heavy heart this year after his brother passed away. So, you know, he'd love to keep scoring to honor him as well. He has now scored in six consecutive games. <sighs> he's if a machine. You, if you really want to roll the dice and you want to get him a uh, first time touchdown, plus 1,100. And you know uh, Allen's going to be looking for him if it's in the red zone. Well, he well he has. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's a good first touchdown bet to take. I don't know what year this is. Cole Beasley's plus 400 for any time touchdown. I feel like he should be getting a lot bigger odds of that with Cole Beasley. I feel like you should be getting at least 750. At least. If not 10. He's got better odds to get in the end zone than Joe Burrow. That doesn't make much sense to me. Me neither. What is your walk-off for the day, sir? 
I, I'm looking forward to this statistic. I think it ends this weekend. I really do, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, but Trevor Lawrence, college professional high school, undefeated on Saturdays, and head coach Doug Peterson, former Super Bowl head coach, faces his old boss and Andy Reid. Look for Lawrence and Peterson to try and develop one of these unique game plans and keep it a ball game. I'm taking Jacksonville spread. I think Chiefs went out right, but keep your eyes locked in on that one. I think it's a lot closer than people think. My walk-off is we will see you here tomorrow. The kickoff show, the, the playoff kickoff show, 3 to 4.30. And the whole I, I think just about the whole gang is going to be here. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We do a little – it's all spread-related, but we have a lot of fun. So uh, we'll, we'll see you then tomorrow. Uh, catch us on uh, Brave, Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in for Sports Map Radio. First Name Sports is on the way. Let's ride. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Round Weekend Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern to kickoff at 4.30 Eastern. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. Ooh.